Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor. I am your host, Kevin Taylor, coming to you from my hometown, the capital of Georgia, of Atlanta. We've got a jam-packed program for you on this week's edition, as on this program you're going to hear from Georgia Tech head coach Paul Johnson. Also, you're going to hear my one-on-one interview with Georgia Tech punter Presley Harvin III as Tech gets ready for their big opening season game against Alcorn State this coming Saturday, September 1st. And also, you'll hear my one-on-one interview with John Grant as he'll be checking in as we preview the MEAC SWAC showdown right here in Atlanta at Georgia State Stadium on Sunday, September 2nd. So make sure that you just sit back, relax, and we're going to give you the best in sports information from Atlanta as we're rocking the sports. We're rocking the sports bear from the ATL, no doubt. And of course, you can reach out to me anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kevin Taylor. 98. Again, that's Kevin Taylor, 98 on all three, all right? Well, we're going to start with the NFL. It's the Atlanta Falcons. They're in game week mode. That game going preseason. Now it's time for the take on the Super Bowl. So uh, Thursday night kicks it off with the Falcons and Eagles from Philadelphia. All right, here locally, number three, Georgia will take on Austin P at 3.30 on ESPN. Expect the Bulldogs to win easily. The Chick-fil-A kickoff classic will also take place on Saturday at 3.30 as well, right here in Atlanta between number six, Washington, and number nine, Auburn at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The game is going to be a good one, and it will be televised on ABC. Now, speaking of Georgia and the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic, it was announced this week that Georgia and Clemson will renew their rivalry for the kickoff of the 2024 season in that big game. The two teams last played in 2014, which Georgia won 45-21. Now, let's move on over to Midtown. It's Georgia Tech. They're going to host Alcorn State, like I told you, who is ranked third, actually, in the preseason HBCU poll. That game kicks off at 1230 on Saturday at Bobby Dodd Stadium. The Braves have won their last two season openers. The last opening season loss for Alcorn State was in Atlanta against Georgia Tech on September 3rd, 2015. And the score was a lopsided 69 to 6. Bleacher Report ranks Tech's schedule as the fifth toughest in the nation. And uh, Tech is actually coming off a very disappointing 5 and 6 season last year. The Yellow Jackets were literally three plays away from an 8 and 3 season and two plays away from a fifth ACC championship game appearance as they saw three opponents, Tennessee, Miami, and Virginia, score the go-ahead points in the final 82 seconds. Can you believe that? A regulation or overtime last year. But there's good news, though, as following each of the previous three sub-500 seasons of Paul Johnson's head coaching career, his teams have rebounded to win at least eight games the following season. So that's good news there. Now, Georgia Tech returns 15 starters from last year's squad, eight on offense, five on defense, and two specialists. They include Yellow Jackets senior quarterback Taquan Marshall. He's primed for a big year. And junior B-back Cravante Benson. Now, last season, Marshall and Benson became only the second duo in Tech history to both rush for 1,000 yards in the same season. Marshall had 1,146 yards, and Benson had 1,053 rushing yards. Now, let's hear from head coach Paul Johnson 
is uh, he's going to give us his take on uh, the, uh, the the team's uh, start of the regular season here and also playing Alcorn State as well. After eight weeks of spring football and fall camp, uh, getting ready to play, we're excited to be in the game week. Uh, looking forward to having the opportunity to go out against uh, a different team and see exactly where we are. Uh, thought we had a good camp. It was really physical. Uh, for the most part, from an injury standpoint, uh, we're going to go well. We should have gone into the game uh, pretty healthy. Uh, we've had a couple of off the field accidents or incidents that may affect a couple guys playing. But uh, other than that, just excited to uh, to play. I think they're very well coached. I think they have a good system and that they understand it and they they know what they want to do when you do uh, when you do things. They're very similar or pretty much the same system that Rich Rodriguez ran at West Virginia. Uh, and as you would imagine, the offensive coordinator played offensive line at West Virginia, and then Pat White was a the quarterback there. So they have some familiarity with that system. Uh, they got a new quarterback and a new running back, so there's not a whole lot of tape on them, although they played some a year ago. Uh, offensively, they've got, uh, you know, a couple of pretty good receivers. Uh, tight end's a good blocker. Uh, and their offensive line is, uh, they played some. You, you know, they're like everybody else. They lost some guys and played some. Uh, you know, last year, I think they averaged over 400 yards a game and and scored some points and did very well in their league. Defensively, uh, in that league, everybody kind of throws the ball around, so it's you know it's hard to single out any individual guys. Uh, they got a couple of defensive ends that are pretty good pass rushers. They got two big guys inside to kind of hold the point, and uh, and they run well. So you know I think they've won their division in the swag four straight times or three times going for four. So, uh, you know, they've got some good players and a good team, a lot of JUCO players, as you would imagine. they got a lot of JUCO guys. All right, that was Paul Johnson giving us his take on his team's preparation, getting ready for Saturday's game against Alcorn State and also playing Alcorn State at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Now, another player to watch who's returning is punter Presley Harvin III. He's on the nation's Top, he's one of the nation's top punters, actually. And as a freshman last season, he ranked 16th nationally and was second in the ACC with a 44-yard punting average. Now, Harvin III is on the official watch list for the Ray Guy Award, which is presented annually to college football's top punter. He was first added to the list, actually, midway through last season. Now, I recently spoke with him, and as you will hear, he's a very passionate young man who, of course, Wants to always do this. Right, uh, personally, how was your summer? Uh, what did you do to kind of maintain and uh, get your strength up? Uh, stay in the weight room. Uh, just keep grinding on the flexibility work, stretching work. Uh, running, I, I'm running a little bit better this year. Uh, I feel like physically I'm in a lot better shape than I was last season, so I hope that production off to the uh, field. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, of course, you're under the Adidas brand now. Just tell us yeah. about how the players and also you feel about this. Man, it's a lot different than the R on your chest. You know, uh, Adidas is a real, real good brand. Uh, it, the only the thing I really like about it is because I feel like as a team, it motivates us to do a lot better because we look better. 
So I feel like that can uh, help us out on the field too. Uh, it's like a rebranding of tech. And now, is there a certain type of shoe that you've already tried that uh, you know say, hey, this is the shoe I'm gonna go with, or are you still making that selection? Still making that selection. Uh, I've tried a couple of different Adidas fleets so far. Um, still looking for that right one. Got some coming in the mail soon here, so. Now, now I understand that you're on the uh, Ray Guy uh, preseason watch list. Uh, just tell us about that and how that makes you feel. Um, it's an honor, you know, just to be on that list. It's only a uh, number of few that's actually on that list. You know, uh, it means a lot, especially because I know Ray Guy personally. So, uh, I mean, his committee actually had to figure out uh, who's going to be on there, and I'm just blessed enough that they thought about me on there. And uh, he's one of the greatest partners to ever play yeah. the game of football. And yeah, I, I understand you met him, and uh, just tell us about that and uh, what his influence meant to you. Um, I met him at one of his camps. He invited me to down in, uh, I think it was uh, Augusta, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, his demeanor is just a lot like I've known from a lot of different specialists. You know, it's kind of like a big family tradition thing. All of us just get together, have a good time. Uh, he was really there to help me. He kind of took me under his wing when I first got there. Of course, I was younger than I am now, and I really am glad that I met him when I was younger because it made me to the point I am today. Let's talk about your goals, your personal goals that you would have set for yourself. Um, first and foremost, I want to help the team out as much as I can. Uh, every time I come on the field, you know, everybody doesn't really enjoy it as much, but that can be a game-changing moment for the team. I want to help and produce as much as I can. Um, being on the watch list is an honor, but actually getting the red guys something that I really, really dearly want real bad. And, and I think you also said no return for a touchdown as well. Yeah, no return for a touchdown this year. We can't have that again. Got to keep that uh, special teams uh, probably the best on the team as, as, uh, from defense, offense, to special teams. I think special teams need to be a lot better this year because they can help out. Uh, instead of losing by one point, we can be up by 50 just off special teams. And last question, I just talk about, even though you're on special teams, just talk about you being a leader to the other guys on the special team, the special team squad as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't consider myself as a vet yet, but uh, I probably have a good bit of experience, especially on punt. Uh, I know punt teams are from back to front, and I want to just make sure all the rest of the guys have somebody in front of them that can lead them and don't just think about it, oh, I'm on special teams, I don't really want to do it. I mean, special teams is a very important part of the game because that could change the whole the whole game. As Just like last year, we had a lot of times we didn't get a kickoff return real good or the other team got scored on us from, uh, from special teams and it really hurt us on the other two sides of the ball. So I just want to make sure that uh, – they have somebody to look up to to make them better. Well, Presley, definitely thanks, and uh, have a great season coming up this year. Appreciate it. That was Presley Harvin III right here on TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor. He's talking about his upcoming season and what he plans to achieve as the punter for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. You can catch the game between the Jackets and Braves of Alcorn State on Raycom Sports Network on Saturday. And so it should be a very entertaining game for both teams, I should say. <laughs> also on Saturday, Morehouse will be on the road against University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, and that game will start at 6.30 Eastern. Now, Georgia State. It was a big win for the Panthers on Thursday night as they beat Kennesaw State 24-20. Georgia State quarterback Dan Ellington's eight-yard touchdown pass to DeAndre Champagne 
with 41 seconds left, sealed the win in front of 23,088 fans. Thursday night at Georgia State Stadium, Ellington, who's a junior college transfer, playing his first game for the Panthers, hit on 20 of 28 passes for 187 yards and three scores, while also running for 77 yards and 18 carries. Christian Owens had six catches for 70 yards and a touchdown, and Penny Hart, the team star wide receiver, caught five uh, catches for 46 yards and a touchdown. The Panthers, of course, won and on the season rally from a 14 and nothing first time, first half deficit with two touchdowns in the final minute of the first half, and then of course they rallied in the fourth quarter after falling behind 20 to 14. Penny Hart, who's a preseason All-American, had a touchdown. Uh, well, actually, fought in career touchdown catch number 19, moving him into sole possession of second place in Georgia State history. And uh, Hart is from Roswell, and he's caught at least one pass in 28 straight games. So that's a wonderful achievement already. The Panthers defense, they stepped up when they needed to as they set up the winning touchdown drive for the offense with a fourth down stop that gave the Panthers the ball back at their own 27-yard line with 2:01 left in the game. The Panthers now go on on the road next week to face North Carolina State at 12:30 on Saturday. Also next Saturday, Clark Atlanta is coming off a 31-30 loss to Mississippi College on the road on Thursday night. They're going to be on the road again on Saturday to play Central State at 1:30. Now this coming Sunday is the Mix Black Challenge right here in the ATL. It will be played on Sunday, September 2nd, from Georgia State Stadium. Now it's the 14th annual event, and it will of course have from the SWAC, Prairie View A&M University taking on North Carolina Central University from the MEAC. This is Alcorn State is in town to play Georgia Tech on Saturday. You got Prairie View in town on Sunday taking on North Carolina Central. I call it the SWAC takeover. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, you got two teams from the, from the same conference right here in Atlanta over the weekend. So uh, the two teams, they posted a combined 41 and 10 conference record. So you're going to have a good game for sure. And this has been since 2015. Both teams will also they, they've got new coaches. Eric Dooley of Prairie View A&M. He was the offensive coordinator at Grambling. While Granville Eastman, he was promoted from his defensive coordinator position to head coach of North Carolina Central. Now there will be a lot of people in town to attend this game and events around the city this weekend. And uh, let me go now to the TaylorMade Sports phone line to uh, discuss this more. I think I've got a very special guest on the phone. All right, I'm joined now on the phone by one of our special guests here on Taylor May's Voice with Kevin Taylor. It's John Grant, Executive Director of the Celebration Bowl. Mr. Grant, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm doing fine, doing fine. And, uh, of course, we've got a big game here in the ATL. I call it the, the SWAC takeover <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> of course, State is in town playing Georgia Tech on Saturday. And, of course, we've got a big showdown at Georgia State Stadium between North Carolina Central, the Eagles, playing the Panthers of Perry View A&M. So uh, I know you're excited about the game. We really are. I mean, ESPN Events is delighted to bring this game, you know, to the to to the fans. And you know, the the MEAC and, uh, SWAC Challenge has, will be entering into its 14th year, and so and its first year being held in Atlanta. So doing this game here, we think is the right place to have it. You know, having North Carolina Central take on Prairie View A and M in this first game. There's a lot of firsts that are happening here. First time for for North Carolina Central to participate in the MEAC SWAC, 
first time for Prairie View to play in Atlanta, and the first time that we're playing the game in Atlanta, and the first time this game will be played at Georgia State Stadium. So a lot of firsts. Yes, that's true. That is correct. <laughs> so, so it's going to be a, a great early season matchup for both teams. And, and uh, you know, as I mentioned, the Celebration Bowl is with the same format. So a great start to the season. And uh, what's been the feedback like? Uh, can we expect a big turnout on Sunday? There's been a lot of excitement in Atlanta. A lot of excitement on the side of our Prairie View A&M fans. Uh, the teams, as we talk to them, you know, really, really, really proud of Prairie View A&M Panthers and the way they played against Rice last week. So I think they're coming in here with a lot of good momentum. Of course, uh, the Eagles from North Carolina um, Central, their fans are, are, I mean, are gung-ho about being in Atlanta again since they were here for the 2016 Celebration Bowl. Uh, it's going to be an exciting matchup. You know, two two new coaches, both of them uh, certainly looking to prove themselves. And, and in talking to both of them, um, you know, they're, they're really pleased with, with the product or the young men that they're going to be putting on the field to, to play in this in this game. Yes, indeed. John Grant, Executive Director of ESPN Events and also the Celebration Bowl, is our special guest right here on Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor as we preview the Swag Miak Challenge this Sunday, 12 noon at Georgia State Stadium. And, of course, uh, Mr. Grant, now, uh, you mentioned about the two teams, and, you know, they're far apart from each other. So I know the fan bases will love to travel to Atlanta on a holiday weekend. That's an added bonus. It is an added bonus. You know, when you have those extra days there, um, and certainly Atlanta is a place that, that, that everyone wants to come to. Lots, lots to do here. The city has the red carpet we're rolling out. You know, for uh, for the fans, that, uh, and so you know, this is this, this is going to be a great great event, great family event, uh, and just looking forward to to everyone being in Atlanta, and more, and, and just as importantly, the, the people in Atlanta, the alumni, the fans, the friends, people who love football, uh, coming out on Sunday Sunday and enjoying this game. Yes, indeed. And, of course, I think we have some events coming up on Saturday right before the game starts, or and also, I believe, early Sunday as well. Well, we do. Um, so we, we actually start on Saturday night. We have a commissioner's kickoff reception uh, at the Solis Hotel. And then on, on Saturday morning, we are doing a, a, a something called a celebration of service in partnership with the uh, Divine Nine Greek Letter Organizations. Uh, they're going to be uh, doing a project uh, partnering with um, Learning in Colors, and they're painting um, uh, two uh, STEM labs at Best Academy and Coretta Scott King Young Women's Leadership Academy on Saturday morning. We've got our ESP and film crews coming out there, you know, to capture this and put it in into the telecast, and, and we're looking forward to that. And then, of course, on game day, we have a pregame uh, uh, tailgate event uh, at the stadium, and as along with, I know that Prairie View A&M will be hosting an event uh, at Georgia State Stadium for their season ticket holders, along with um, North Carolina Central's uh, fans and season ticket holders. We have a pregame uh, um, zero-quarter battle of the man, and, and, and right. this one is what I really get excited about as well. Because the bands are going to battle in the zero quarter, and then it's course again at halftime, and then we have a zero quarter battle of the bands. 
And then finally, after the game, fans really don't have to go anywhere. You walk outside the stadium, and we have a day party going on from, from 3.30 until 7. You don't even have to leave the stadium grounds. You, you can, you, can um, you know, continue the fellowship, party, enjoy yourselves right there, uh, you know, after the game. So it's going to be a great weekend. Yes, indeed. And, of course, for more information, how can people be able to find out more about the game, of course, and all the events that you just mentioned as we go into this Labor Day weekend before, you know, the game starts? And uh, just in case somebody wants to come out, they can be able to learn more about it. Well, you can visit our website at meacswackchallenge.com. That's meacswackchallenge.com. Uh, the game will kick off on Sunday. September 2nd at at 12 noon, and we're televising it live on ESPN2. Yes, yes. I'm going to be there, so it'd be great to see everyone uh, come on out this coming Sunday as well. So, like I said, it's going to be a great early season matchup between two teams that are hungry to win and want to actually get back to Atlanta for the Celebration Bowl as well. Absolutely. And and let me add one other point. So, we, we really have made this the MEAC SWAT Challenge an affordable game. You know, our tickets start at, at, at uh, $15, and you can sit on the 50-yard line for as little as $35 at this game. Wow. We, we did so because we wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, people can bring their families, their kids, um, et cetera. And right now, uh, if you go to MEACSWACKCHALLENGE.COM, we have a Me Plus 3 promotion running where if you buy three tickets, you get one free. So okay. it's, 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 we really wanted to make it, it you know, accessible, big-time game, but it really means, and it's important to us, that, you know, people uh, are able to, to, you know, come out and enjoy it with their, with their kids and their families and friends. And certainly, of course, kicking off this game kicks off also the road to the Celebration Bowl, right. where we, you know, open the season in Atlanta and we'll, we'll close, the, close it. Right. At the Celebration Bowl with with the champion of the SWAC Conference versus the champion of the MEAC Conference. Right. So this is a great partnership, not only for both conferences, but also for the city of Atlanta. And, of course, you know, playing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in December. I was at the game last year, had a great time, and I know the teams that played last year had a great time. So I know these two teams, that's going to be their goal as well to get back. So, you know, it, it just really starts it off. So everyone in the Texas area, North Carolina area, here in the southeast, southwest, come on out. We'd love to see you this weekend right here in Atlanta for a great time at the MEAC Swag Challenge. And, uh, Mr. Grant, before we let you go, give us that information one more time. Well, you can get information by visiting MEACSWACChallenge.com. That's MEACSWACChallenge.com. And just as a reminder, you know, this is a conference rivalry. So whether you went to either of the two schools or not, if you're a member of the, of the uh, conference family, any MEAC school versus any and any SWAC school, you know, whoever walks away with bragging rights will have the rights for this year to say that they're that – they're, that they're the conference of the year coming out of the MEAC SWAC Challenge. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's going to be going to be a great time by both teams and also the fans as well. So, uh, you know, we want to see everybody coming up on Sunday afternoon, 12 o'clock, is the time that the kickoff will be. So we want to have you in your seat at Georgia State Stadium right in downtown Atlanta this Sunday. All right, Mr. Grant, thank you so much for being one of our special guests this week on TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor, where we're always rocking the sports bill 
from the ATL. Mr. Grant, have a great weekend. I know you're going to have a great event on Sunday. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Oh, yes. All right, that was John Grant, our special colleague and guest this week right here on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. The game will be on Sunday afternoon, 12 noon, on ESPN2, just in case you can't make it out of Georgia State Stadium for the MEAC Swag Challenge. But if you are there, a hopefully I get to meet you, especially if you're from out of town. It's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor, where we're rocking the sports bail from the ATL. And, of course, we've got more sports news to give to you. We're giving you the best in sports information from Atlanta right here on the program. Now, they had a dream. Still playing very well in the WNBA semifinal round of the playoffs. Now, they win earlier tonight, 81-76 to over Washington. Now, of course, it is in Washington. This was game three. Game four will be a Sunday afternoon in Washington. Close it out with a win for sure. Tiffany Hayes, hey, she's playing very well. Uh, the team is as well as Angel McCartney. This team is well balanced, but when one player goes down, step up, and Tiffany Hayes has done just that. She had 23 points, 11 rebounds, and it was announced earlier this week that uh, actually Jessica Breland was named to the 2018 WNBA All-Defensive Team after receiving 34 votes. And speaking of Tiffany Hayes, she was uh, actually voted to the second team, and uh, she had 32 votes. So congratulations to Jessica Breland and Tiffany Hayes for their outstanding defensive work this season, and it was recognized and well-recognized as well. Now, the five strikes. We've got to talk about the Atlanta United as forward. Joseph Martinez was voted the Alcatel Major League Soccer Player of the Week by the North, Atlanta, uh, North American Soccer Reporters, better known as NASR, for Week 26, following his MLS record-setting 28th goal of the season and the United's 2-1 victory over Orlando City SC. That game was played in Orlando last week on August 24th. Now, of course, Martinez is 25 years old. He has a lot of years left. He's from, he's a native of Venezuela, and uh, he said the MLS single season goals record. And uh, you know we've got eight games remaining on uh, the United schedule, so that record is just going to continue. That number is just going to continue to increase. Now it was Martinez's ninth consecutive match with a goal equaling the all-time MLS record, and his 28 goals and 26 matches give him a scoring rate of one goal per game. Now, of course, the United, they hold the lead in the Supporter Shield race with 54 points on the season. It's 16-4-6, and six, and they have a 14-1-4 and four record this season when Martinez scores, scores a goal. Now, this was Martinez's fourth player of the week selection of 2018. Now, he received the honor in weeks 3, 4, and 21. The United returned to action on Sunday. This Sunday, of course, at D.C. United. Kickoff from Aldi Field is set for 7.30, and the match will be nationally televised on FS1. Now, the Atlanta Hawks, it's no more Phillips Arena. No, it's not. The name has changed. It's now the State Farm. <laughs> State Farm Arena. As the Hawks and State Farm announced a 20-year collaboration that will benefit the Atlanta metropolitan area is aimed at building stronger communities throughout mentorship, volunteerism, and the principle of being a good neighbor. Of course, that's State Farm model, right? So uh, State Farm, the new arena, uh, for uh, well, well, the new name, rather, will be the new home of the Hawks, and they will open its doors 
following the completion of a $192.5 million renovation, the second largest in NBA history, and just in time to celebrate the team's 50 year anniversary in Atlanta in October. Now, of course, the arena will feature the third largest center hung scoreboard in the NBA and most most dynamic video experience. New uh, sidelines with 360-degree concourses and new seating. It's going to be a first-of-the-kind venue. And, of course, a lot of amenities there at the new State Farm Arena. So it's going to be a great venue to watch a game as well as shows as well. Now, fans will get the first opportunity to enter the new State Farm Arena on Saturday, October 20th. With the Welcome to the Neighborhood Open House Party, a free public event inviting fans to experience the new venue. And uh, another thing will be, uh, it's going to be uh, cost-friendly as uh, food prices, 12 popular food items and beverage items will be priced at $5 or less. So that's great news there. Now, finally, the Braves, who going into Friday's game against Pittsburgh, led Philadelphia by three games in the National League East. They'll increase their roster, of course, to 40 men, 40 players, on September 1st, which is this weekend, and their week ahead would be tough. They lost earlier tonight to Pittsburgh 3-2. to They've now lost three straight, and it's going to be a tough week ahead as they have a, of course, you know, the remaining of the three-game homestand against Pittsburgh, and uh, then a three-game series against Boston, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then they begin a seven-game road trip on Thursday with four in Arizona, three in San Francisco before returning home on September 14th against Washington. All right. And also I'm proud to say that beginning this coming Tuesday is TaylorMade Tuesdays on KYIZ Radio in Seattle. Of course, I'm on the East Coast, but we're going to be still talking sports from Atlanta and to Seattle throughout the country. Right there on the Game Time Sports Show, JB and KB are going to be on their show every week, every Tuesday. From 5 to 5.30 Eastern. Of course, it's 2 to 2.30 Pacific time. So, hey, check it out on ztwins.com or the Simple Radio app. It'll be great to have you listening and supporting the program. So that begins this Tuesday, September 4th. So make sure to check it out, all right? That's going to do it for this edition of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me. Like I said, you can reach out to me anytime on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at KevinTaylor98. All right, we'll be back with you later in September. But until then, my friends, never be discouraged, always encouraged. Have a great Labor Day weekend. I'm out.